it counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. There ain't no second place in Lambo, it's a whole new game. You either go big, go hard, or go on back home. You got to feel it in your gut, you better want it in your bones. Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast, this is Wags. Joining me, as always, is Dane, and today we have the pleasure and opportunity to talk about the big guys up front, that offensive line group, and uh, man, I think they had a really, really solid year, didn't they, Dane? Yeah, I was really impressed by our offensive line, um, really across the board. Um, I I thought that uh, more often than not, Wags, they played really good football for us we're able to um, get the running game going in a in a way that we hadn't really seen a lot in the last couple of years I thought that they were pretty physical um, I would say 14 of the 16 regular season games or so they out physical their opponent which is really what you could ask for or what you need to ask for out of uh, out of an offensive line I mean if your own line is um, is more physical than the other team. I think more often than not, you're going to be winning football games. So um, just a really nice year all around. I thought that uh, Goody had a nice uh, late season addition to the offensive line, who uh, we will touch on in a moment here. But uh, across the board, good football by a group that needed to have a good year. Yeah, absolutely. So um, why don't we uh, just touch on some of these guys individually? And I like to work from the outside in. And we'll so we'll start with those guys on the outside. And we've got a, uh, a pair of good ones in uh, Bakhtiari. Uh, and then, of course, in Brian Bulaga, uh, who is a free agent. And uh, so uh, he is someone that um, we'll have a big decision on. Um, will we or won't we? And uh, part of it will be economics and uh, what we're able to look at from a price standpoint. It was interesting, though, um, just first of all, before we talk about that, seeing uh, both of these guys perform out on the field, um, you could make the case that Brian Bulaga uh, uh, had a better year than David Bakhtiari this year. Yeah, I, I, I potentially. I mean, Balaga played some of the best football I thought of his uh, entire career, uh, and and we we're fortunate that he stayed pretty darn healthy. Something that's been a challenge, I think, uh, for him. He's a very, very physical right tackle in this league, but a great opportunity for him this year to play good football. Um, I, I thought that he played uh, just just great football throughout the year. Uh, very physical, was able to take on. Um, a, a lot of the uh, premier defensive linemen from the opposing teams and didn't need a lot of help doing it, uh, allowing then Jamal Williams uh, to, to have a, a career high five touchdown receptions, Aaron Jones be able to sneak out of the backfield. Uh, Wags, you touched on it. Bulaga uh, is a, uh, a free agent this year. He's uh, in his 30s now, so he's he's gotten a little bit older. It'll be very fascinating to see what the Packers do at this position because uh, as the old adage goes, you're paying the guy for what you think he's going to be able to do for you and not what he's done for you in the past. Uh, So it's going to be a very tough uh, situation for Goody to be in uh, because, of course, we'd love to have Bulaga back. But as he noted in his press conference after the season, would love to have Goody back or would love to have Bulaga back 
at the right price. Yes, exactly. And if this was Ted Thompson still running the team, I would pretty much just about right off any chance of Bulaga coming back. Uh, that was uh, Ted's M.O. Uh, once these guys got into that 30 to 32 range, if they had a contract coming up, um, it just didn't seem like it was going to happen, uh, even if they were still performing at a high level. I think this is a little bit different of a situation, though, to me. Um, I was surprised by uh, the level of play Balaga had all year. Um, as you mentioned, he did have a couple of, of minor injuries towards the end of the season. Um, and that's taking nothing away from Bakhtiari because he had a really good year overall, uh, all pro. Uh, so, um, it, you know, he was terrific this year. And I think it's just looking back at the season, it's safe to say we were fortunate uh, to have two of the best tackles in football and arguably the best uh, right and left tackle combination in all of football as well. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, uh, before we move on to Billy Turner, I do want to note that uh, Bulaga he started all 16 games. Now he wasn't able to, uh, to go against Seattle in the playoffs, but, um, you know, he, he's, you know, known to have, you know, get banged up throughout the year. But, uh, for him to do that, I thought was just pretty darn impressive, uh, for him to, to be able to gut out some games because there's no way he was healthy (laughs) for 16 games like that. Uh, but just an impressive stat that I wanted to highlight, uh, Billy Turner, Wags, Free agent signing definitely got lost in the shuffle. He's our right guard and um, somebody that got signed, but we had signed Adrian Amos. We had signed Zadarius Smith. We had signed Preston Smith. Um, So, you know, the Packers made all these big defensive splash plays uh, in free agency. And then uh, a guy that I thought kind of got lost in the shuffle of free agency, Billy Turner. I mean, all he does is come in, play 99% of the snaps on the offensive line, anchors down that right guard position, plays incredible football, I thought, for the Packers, and just fit right in with what Coach LaFleur needed us to do. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think he was a key um, in really understanding the zone blocking schemes uh, that this uh, um, coaching staff was implementing as well, uh, coming from his uh, playing days in Denver, um, and uh, was able just really to hit the ground running from day one, um, was, you know, which is so key. And then stayed healthy all year. I mean, I'm sure, like all of these guys, he was battling some um, minor injuries, but um, I I mean, I don't even know if the guy missed a snap. I'd have to look it up. Yeah, but I saw 99.1% of the snaps. Yeah, it's just, I mean, this whole group is just, uh, was phenomenal um, and just gutting through and and, and playing well. And and that was um, obviously such a key uh, to having that consistency. uh, so, uh, Billy Turner, what a uh, great year. Uh, I thought uh, uh, really excited to see what we got out of him. Uh, was a little bit uncertain about the amount of money they invested in him. But early returns, I think, are, are pretty darn promising. Then um, that swings us over to the other side, um, the, the rookie, Elton Jenkins. And uh, he didn't start the season as a starter, but we had Lane Taylor go down with injury. Um you know, no disrespect to Lane, but I think it was just a matter of time before Elton was going to come in and win this job. Yeah, Elton Jenkins, oh my goodness. We could not have hoped for more out of a rookie guard, what we got out of Jenkins this year. Um, 
he has the makings of being one of those cornerstone offensive linemen, I think, for the Packers. Um, he, at times, just mauled the opposing defensive linemen. Uh, oftentimes, a lot of those big runs that you saw Aaron Jones break uh, were behind his big left guard there in Elton Jenkins. Just a, a, a big guy, uh, uses great body position, uh, really, really has a high motor, high effort guy. And uh, with all uh, due respect to Lane Taylor, um, this offensive line, I thought, really gelled when Elton Jenkins was able to um, to to get the snaps and and came into the uh, to the starters role and um, it, it's one of those opportunities that um, I I think Elton Jenkins is starting offensive guard for the Packers for the absolute foreseeable future going forward just uh, that good of a talent love his technique to wags he just gets low at the point of attack he does everything the way you're hoping that a guy does it and uh, if you didn't know better you'd think he'd been playing in the league five or six years but he's a rookie it's just incredible stuff great work this year yeah i mean the level of physicality that he played with is just what stood out to me the most he just bought it and i mean the number of pancake blocks that he had um that's an element to be honest with you that just really wasn't part of this offensive line um and we've had some really excellent offensive lines over the years but um that physicality in the run game block, um, I should say the run blocking, I'm sorry, uh, it just it, it, it didn't it wasn't that it didn't exist, but he just played with kind of a nastiness that um, that I don't know that we've seen out of uh, interior offensive linemen uh, in quite a few years. Uh, so um, that was a, a lot of fun to see some of those gaping holes that uh, he was able to help create on his side of the ball. Yeah, just just fun. I mean, really fun to watch let's talk about Corey Lindsley uh the center position um Corey has become a guy that I think the Packers just can rely on uh, I've seen a little bit of chatter on um on social media which you know spoiler alert folks don't go to social media for your news um, but there's some hot takes that the Packers could save like eight eight and a half million by cutting Corey Lindsley um, I do not see that happening I think that the Packers uh, know when they've got a good thing going and continuity is key at the offensive line position. I can't imagine a scenario where the Packers potentially move on from their right tackle and uh, you know also now we're trying to fill a center position. I mean folks we're we're in a window for a Super Bowl right now, and Corey Lindsley, I think, is kind of in the prime of his career. Uh, he had a tough outing, I thought, against San Francisco, particularly the first time the Packers faced them. Uh, that game aside, though, played really good ball again. I mean, this is a 13-3 and team. Bad offensive lines don't uh, don't go 13-3. and It just doesn't happen. Uh, Wags, curious what your take is uh, on Corey's season, but I thought that he played really nice football again for the Packers and uh, is the kind of guy that you build uh, an offensive line around. Yeah, um, certainly uh, overall, I thought he had a, a really solid season. Uh, you mentioned the game against San Francisco. I mean, that definitely does stand out a little bit. Um, it's worth mentioning, too, that um, for whatever it's worth, we had a, a couple of uh, center quarterback exchange problems this season. 
And whose fault is that? Um, uh, you know, you can point fingers both ways, but, um, you know, that's stuff that needs to be clean and shouldn't be happening to begin with. Um, but, on, uh, you know, it, it, why? Uh, is it because, you know, he's getting beat off the ball? Uh, I mean, it's thinking about that in the back of his mind, um, kind of rushes uh, that snap. I'm not sure. Um, we did resign Lucas Patrick. Do you think Lucas Patrick is a guy that the Packers look at as a potential center? That would be the only route, honestly, I could see to us moving on from Corey Lindsley because, uh, as you said, I think he is the centerpiece, uh, no pun intended, uh, of this offensive line, and he's played some pretty pretty high-quality football here in his tenure in Green Bay. Still a young guy. And if you're looking to build on what they had here next season, uh, to your point, why, you know, tinker with that too much? But I don't know if they see Lucas Patrick as a center and that's interchangeable and we can plug him in. um, Perhaps that's that's a way that they're able to to save some money and and, and use some of that uh, resources elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, the what I think happens is uh, you start to play Tetris a little bit with what we could potentially do with this offensive line, particularly if Bulaga doesn't come back, right? Uh, if Bulaga doesn't come back, does Billy Turner, who we're paying reasonably well, when we signed him as a free agent wags, I went, oh, that's our right tackle of the future. Uh, so, you know, if Bulaga leaves, does that mean he scoots over? Does that open up a guard position for Lucas Patrick there? Um, if we, if uh, if somehow Corey Lindsley were not to come back to Green Bay, do we see Lucas there? Uh, the money that we paid him doesn't look like starters money to me. It looks like a super sub kind of position, which is a very valuable role to have, I think within the offensive line um i see him more as kind of our um do it all interior offensive lineman in a perfect world uh where he plays that backup center and both guard positions and then we bring somebody else in to play that uh that right tackle position now that all changes if lane taylor somehow comes back though uh lane taylor we caught him i believe uh two and a half million dollars the Packers gain so a lot of people are saying Lane Taylor isn't going to be back Um, but uh, do you bring Lane back and now you've just kind of playing matching numbers on the interior there so I think the Packers have a lot of options I guess is what I'm getting at which is a great position to be in an NFL offensive line Uh, but if I had my way I would say you keep Corey Lindsley where he is he's too valuable I think overall to the continuity to this team Uh, and uh, we had unprecedented health i thought this year that's not always going to be the case and if it's not broke don't fix it let's keep the depth the way it is yeah i was just gonna go there don't get too cute because you start moving these guys around all of a sudden you've got almost nothing behind them potentially now you can draft some guys uh, and no disrespect to you know a couple of guys that we bought in um but you know, you, we didn't talk about them. Uh, Jared Valdir, a pro, did a great job in in, in the positions he had to come in, I, I thought, um, especially for being on the, the team and for a short period of time before uh, he was called to duty. Um, Alex Light struggled. I'm not sure if he's a guy that can continue to develop. He's been part of the program now for a couple seasons, uh, but 
you know, um, if we, you know, kind of move on from a couple of these guys, Alex Light is the type of guy that we might have as a backup. And if we have an injury, that's going to be pretty tough, especially if it's a significant injury, unless he steps up in a big way or someone of that caliber, because uh, we're certainly going to be bringing in some more guys through the draft and through free agency, uh, even at lower price contracts. Um, But I I do agree. Let's not get too cute here. Uh, Let's try to keep the gang together, uh, so to say, if we can. Um, And uh, I think we can return a pretty solid group here going into next season. Yeah, no doubt about it, Wags. No doubt about it. It's uh, uh, what a position you you touched on, Valdir. Um, one of my favorite stories I thought of this season was the fact that um, did you know that he was actually in the stands for the Packers game against Chicago Week One? <laughs> I love that story. He was in the stands as a fan watching the Packers-Bears game in Chicago. Uh, little did we know he'd come in uh, late in the year and really be just a uh, uh, just a, an incredible, important piece. When he came in in that Seattle game, you and I were at the game. And, uh, you know, halfway through the game, you and I were looking at each other going, man, we haven't heard Valdir's name once. That's a great news, right? That's, that's like the ultimate testament uh, to an offensive lineman when he could fill in and do that. Um, so just really uh, a versatile, good player. And I'm hopeful he wants to play football one more season. He wants to come back to Green Bay uh, on a nice deal as a depth piece for us. Um, what about David Bakhtiari, man? Um, David Bakhtiari, uh, starting left tackle he's been an all pro uh, in his career he's certainly an all pro beer drinker as well as we've seen at bucks games but uh, the guy who keeps aaron Rodgers uh, standing up straight um, we've been lucky that we have uh, he and balaga as as uh, as our guys on both ends of that offensive line um, i thought at times particularly early in the year a couple holding calls uh, i thought he cleaned it up for the most part as the season continued continued um really strong year but maybe not quite what it was the year prior yeah and this may not be fair but i did ask if the change um uh, from a longtime offensive line coach james campen um to bringing in stanovich and that's you know stanovich could be a very good offensive line coach i i thought you know based on the play of this group it's pretty hard to argue that he didn't do a, a pretty solid job. Um, I mean, we're not in the room, uh, but you know that's also can change some of the scheme and the techniques. And uh, so he was learning something new, just like uh, a lot of the skill position players were uh, with this offense. And so I think sometimes we forget that as fans, and that can throw uh, some things off just a little bit as you're processing or some of the techniques or your rhythm. Uh, so. Uh, I think we can give him, cut him a little bit of slack uh, for maybe um, not performing as quite as high of a level early mm-hmm. in the season, um, given the circumstances. Uh, um, it, it, folks, the offensive line is not as easy of a position <laughs> to learn and to master as I think we may think it is. Um, so give these guys a little bit of credit. There's a lot more going on there um, uh, than I think we always appreciate. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, you know, looking at this offensive line position, um, I'll just be honest. I thought um, when he had opportunities, uh, Alex Light 
struggled uh, quite a bit at the right tackle position. Um, the, the 49er game, while maybe not the most fair <laughs> uh, barometer with that pass rush, I thought he had quite a bit of challenges there. Um, expect him probably to come back as a, a chance to to earn a spot. He's been on the roster the last two years. I think they've seen enough that they'd like to maybe give him another opportunity in the third year. Um, but at the same time, uh, I thought it was telling that Valdir was signed, right? So they signed another guy to, to help solidify that. That position um so and they also brought in a couple other guys as well wags um as the season uh, wore on uh, they also signed john leglu uh from the uh, saints practice squad when they had an opportunity uh, late in the season as well so i think a lot of competition at the offensive tackle position is uh is going to be expected as we go into next year and that's not even mentioning the potential draft picks yeah absolutely and um uh, I- we're we're gonna bring in certainly. I mean, I think we had ten guys in camp um, uh, for, from this offensive line position last year, um, so I do expect to have some turnover. Um, if if Light's a guy they want to come uh, bring back and and uh, allow to compete, that's certainly fine. I mean, um, he's still a young guy; uh, he could continue to develop. Um, heck, he was learning a new scheme as well, so um, we'll see. Uh, but I certainly expect to. Ha- uh, have some competition there, uh, some new names and faces um, through the draft and, and through the free agency process as well. Um, so, Dane, before we close off, I think it's important that we emphasize the big decision with, with Bulaga. I think that's the biggest key here. I was surprised. We threw out a few weeks ago on social that we felt that, or at least I felt that, Bulaga is our primary, um, you know, um, I, I, I think our primary um, focus um, for our free agents. And, and remember, Kenny Clark is not a free agent. Uh, so, yes, he is primary overall, but uh, as free agent. And it was really split. I would say about 50-50 in terms of what I'm seeing out there. Um, I can't argue with folks that say, you know, he's getting up there in age. Um, I mean, that's fact, right? Um, so how much is it going to... So so that argument, I think, comes down to how much are we paying him. Um, uh, but on the other hand, um, I kind of... And, and I, I think I'm hearing you are too. But I don't want to speak for you. I'm on the side of... You know, this guy's playing at a high level. Um, What are we going to do to replace him? Um, If Billy Turner is moving over there, that's a new position for him too, and and maybe he can do the job really well. Um, Maybe not. Um, But I do know Brian Bulaga can play uh, that position and play it really well. So if we're able to do work something out and bring him back, I think that would be a significant boost to this offense going into next season. Yeah, I this is one of the rare times I think in my at least recent memory where Wags, if we could go the top eight or so uh, in depth of this offensive line and just bring them all back next year, I'd actually be pretty darn happy. Uh, bringing back Bulaga and bringing back Valdir, I'd be I'd be more 
than happy uh, with that return. The question becomes, how long is Blaga going to uh, uh, ask for on the open market, potentially, right, with a contract? Um, and uh, how much money is he looking for, uh, both guaranteed and over the course of the deal? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what he's looking for or what the going rate's going to be for Brian Bulaga at this stage in his career. Um, I do know there's talk of him um, in years prior taking a pay cut. He, he declined to do that. That's his right. I don't mean that negatively. That's a, that's He's earned his money. 100 percent um but you know he he's shown that you know that wasn't something he was interested in doing in the past and that's totally fair uh, so it, it becomes a question of um, is it something that the packers can justify doing um even if bulaga comes back wags wouldn't be surprised if we spend some kind of draft capital at the offensive line position um it may not be the top pick the packers have a couple other needs i think to fill uh both offensively and potentially a middle linebacker um but i think that the uh, offensive line may look a little bit different but my gut tells me if i were a betting man Bulaga's probably coming back next year if they can come to some kind of resolution yeah, I hope it happens, but my gut says it's not going to. Interesting. Here's yeah. where I think it's going to, I mean, if they can, uh, it it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive, but I think the reality is, Dane, what do you think would be more important to this offense? Bringing back Bulaga and having that continuity up front and making sure that Aaron has that protection. And he's getting older, too. We can't forget that. Right. Um, so him, him having the best protection possible is important. Um, you know, so the Ted Thompson uh, methodology maybe doesn't apply as much considering the age of the quarterback. Um, but um, to get to my question, Bulaga or getting a legit number two wide receiver? No, it's it's hard because even if Balaga comes back, it's no guarantee he's healthy for sixteen, right? So we I can say that. that about the receiver too. To be fair, to be fair, we we of course we can. You can say it about anybody, and I get that. But Balaga's had an injury history. I think sixteen games last year um, is less likely to happen two years in a row. Uh, is I guess where I'm coming from. Um, I think that having a second uh, a second weapon would be huge right for this offense um, I want my cake and I want to be able to eat it too of course um, I really does come out down I think to the amount of money that Balag is going to be asking for um, but if we are unable to do anything else but bring Balaga back, I think that's probably would be a mistake for this Packers. And I, I think that probably Goody recognizes that and uh, his not-so-veiled um, answer saying we'd love him back at the right price. Yeah, and I think that's the... Man, that's the key. There's a lot of teams out there with a ton of cap space, yeah. and the Packers aren't strapped, but they're definitely not one of them that has a ton of cap space. So I just think it's going to be tough to compete because um, you know I haven't gone out and, and and really looked at this closely, but I don't I don't know that there's going to be too many tackles on the open market that may command uh, a lot more than Balaga. Granted, he is in that over 30 group, so uh, I don't think he would be the top uh, paid right tackle on the open market, but he's going to get a good deal. Uh, I think there's no doubt about that. Yeah, you think he's a two- or three-year deal guy? I think that's probably right around where he's living these days. Yeah, and it would be interesting um, to see what kind of cap games the Packers would be willing to play because... Um, 
you know, do they just bite the bullet and do the three-year deal, uh, but structure it in a way that's a little bit more front-loaded and there's not as much dead money if they have to release them uh, in a year or two? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't have the answer to that. And, and Russ so, Ball is a bit of a wizard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you don't know. but it's not like other teams are, are not capable of figuring that out, too. So, um, yeah, uh, it'll be interesting. I, I hope we have Balaga back, but... I, I'm not terribly optimistic that it's going to happen. Um, and, and then I guess we'll see um, what impact that has and what domino effect that has on the rest of this offensive line. Before we wrap this up, also need to give a shout out to Cody Conway, a tackle from Syracuse. He's on the practice squad this year. I do want to give him a mention. He was signed off the practice squad to the uh, to the uh, 90 man roster. He's going to be battling in camp for a roster position as well. Uh, the kind of guy that the Packers like, I think he's got good bend, uh, could have a, a real opportunity here. Um, they, they clearly liked what they saw, uh, in him. So I did want to give him a shout out as well, because, uh, the Packers do go deep historically at the offensive line position. You can never have enough tackles. So, uh, shout out to Cody as well. Uh, on that but uh wags fair to say that we're going to see a lot of activity potentially um uh, going forward here at the o-line they they historically they being the packers have found some pretty talented guys in some mid-round spots at the offensive line position so um you know i think everything and uh all and everything is kind of on the table as we go into the offseason. and we've had some bust uh, in early rounds too sure so <laughs> you know um don't just assume everyone that's uh coming in in the first couple of rounds is going to pan out. Bakhtiari uh, was a four, right? Yeah, yeah, and I mean, Jason Spriggs was, uh, I believe, a first-round pick. Yeah, so, Sherrod. Yeah, uh, exactly. So, and we can go back. Yes. <laughs> we, uh, so I think we're pretty familiar with that. So, uh, again, it's not as simple as let Bulaga walk and, and get his replacement in the draft. That could work. But it may not. So um, anyway, we'll have some action here. And, and uh, I understand some folks may not think that offensive line is the sexiest group to talk about. But it inevitably tends to be the group that we spend the most and longest time talking about when we do these individual position previews. Because for whatever reason, there's just a lot going on with this group. Yeah, the O-line position isn't sexy because they don't catch touchdowns, but keeping Aaron Rodgers upright so he can throw those touchdowns is about as sexy as it gets in football. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So anyway, Dane, you have any other closing thoughts? No, I just think that a a really strong group effort. Um, I, I think ESPN, I was looking at Acme Packing, uh, earlier today, uh, Ac- acmepackingcompany.com, and uh, they mentioned that ESPN rated the Packers' offensive line as the best uh, uh, um, pass offensive line in the entire league this last year. So really good at keeping Aaron Rodgers, I thought, upright. Um, so uh, would like to see this continuity continue some way, somehow, um, and just uh, really excited, particularly to watch Elton Jenkins next year continue to develop as that left guard. Yeah, absolutely. So, folks, thank you so much for listening, and uh, please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Follow us, iTunes. Um, rate us on iTunes. Uh, follow us on uh, Twitter, Instagram facebook 
uh, hit us up. Um, it's the off season, but uh, uh, the hot, hot stove market is uh, getting warmed up here. Yep. Um, so we're going to have some free Asian action to talk about soon. Um, but uh, before we get into that, we'll have uh, um, an opportunity to uh, switch over to the defensive side of the ball and uh, do some positional reviews uh, for uh, the defense as well. Uh, so looking forward to that as well. Yeah, and it's it's never a dull moment in the in the off season. We are also talking with uh, with um, some guys about having some some more great guests on. We've been very fortunate to have an awesome list of former and current Packers on uh, that you can go back and listen to for some interviews. And uh, we hope to have some more coming up shortly as well. So uh, uh, it may be the off season, but it's not the off season for us, Wags. We're going to keep this thing going all the way through. Uh, free agency the draft and then training camp and then all of a sudden it's going to be september again yeah uh i can't wait um i i'm i love free agency so this is going to be a lot of fun um so i i i'm really getting excited to dive into that but anyway we should probably wrap this up for today um thanks so much folks for listening and as always go Go pack go. go